Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Truckers Podcast, FYI. I'm your host, Doug, from Ontario, Canada. It is 10 p.m. here on the 20th of May, 2022. One of the Karen Carnival organizers could be hanging back from jail. And this is the May Long Weekend here across Canada. Thank you for joining me this evening. everybody doing out there across this great planet of ours. Now, the May long weekend, the Queen and the British monarchy. And we celebrate this every single year. It is the weekend the first official long weekend that kicks off all the summer fun from boating, fishing, camping, the cottage, warm weather, going to the beach. And we celebrate it after Queen Victoria. And Victoria Day, more commonly known as the May 2-4 weekend, is a Canadian federal holiday held on the first Monday before May 25th. And the holiday is known for many different things, and its meaning has changed over the years since it was first created, although it's it is a statutory holiday. It is not cel- it is not celebrated in Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, Prince Edward Island, Newfoundland and Labrador, nor in Quebec. Well, isn't that something? It's not celebrated in let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven provinces. Well, six provinces. Well, that's too bad. I get a long weekend and I like it. Now, officially the the, uh, 2-4 weekend is considered the beginning of the summer season in Canada. In 1854, it was declared that Queen Victoria's birthday would be a holiday. Back then, the holiday was celebrated on the actual day that May 24th fell on, no matter the day of the week. And after the Queen's death, Canada Parliament passed an act declaring May 24th Victoria Day later in 1952. The act was amended to set Victoria Day to the Monday following before May 25th, making it a more manageable as a holiday and creating a long weekend. 
So I guess back before 1954, I guess, or, or 1952, then you'd have maybe one day off in the middle of the week. It might be a Thursday off to go back to work on Friday. So now it is a Monday, and it's been a Monday since 1952. And today, we also use Victoria Day to celebrate the birthday of Queen Elizabeth, even though her birthday is April the 21st. And Victoria Day became Queen Elizabeth's official birthday in Canada in 1957, a few years after she ascended to the throne in the United Kingdom, her birthday is celebrated in June. Well, my birthday's in June. I celebrate my birthday in June all every year. And what is this known for? This 2-4 weekend, Queen Victoria Long Weekend. Officially, the May 2-4 weekend is considered the beginning of the summer season. Many Canadians use this weekend to grab a 24-pack of beer, 2-4 weekend, hence the name, and open up the cottage. The weekend is full of campfires, lounging by the lake, and getting together with friends and family. Even if you aren't at the cottage, you can join in the fun. People host barbecues, have picnics. There are concerts, parades, and fireworks. It's a great celebration to kick off the summer season. So, now, for the other provinces that I mentioned back here, for those ones that don't celebrate it, well, you're missing out. You're missing out. Just make it a long weekend. Call it something else but make it a long weekend. Do you think after all these years, you know, that Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, Prince Prince Edward Island, Newfoundland and Labrador, and Quebec would have just gotten on the same page? Now, a little bit more history of, of Queen Victoria. She inherited the throne at the age of 18 after her father and three uncles all passed away. And she reigned for 63 years, making her the second longest reigning female monarch in the world. And during her time as queen, she was a national icon identified by her strict personal morals she married her cousin and had nine kids. Well, that's keeping it in the family, isn't it? All of which married into noble families. This earned, this earned her the nickname, the grandmother of Europe. And Queen Victoria was also the one who named Ottawa the capital of Canada. So a little history there for you, Canada a little history there for you for the rest of the world. And now Queen Elizabeth II, the current reigning monarch of the United Kingdom, 
and she has been in this position since 1952. In February 2022, she celebrated 70 years on the throne, her platinum jubilee making her the longest reigning British monarch in history and beating the record of her great-great-grandmother, Queen Elizabeth, who is also known for monitorizing many aspects of the monarchy as she set. Beloved by her people, she's also the head of the Commonwealth, a group of 54 countries that Canada is part of. And the Queen is such a cultural icon of British and the Commonwealth countries that many plays, TV shows have been created about her life. Thank you for joining me. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Doug from Ontario, Canada. So I'm just out here talking about this is the uh, official long weekend. Queen Victoria weekend here in Canada that kicks off the beginning of summer season here in Canada. But not all provinces across Canada celebrate this. Which, you know, is is too bad because, you know, the ones that do, Monday is a federal holiday. So we get that off. So, again, the provinces across Canada that don't celebrate Victoria Long Weekend or the 2-4 Weekend, is Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, Prince Edward Island, Newfoundland and Labrador, and Quebec. They don't celebrate it. Why? I have no idea. I have no idea why. Now, And also, too, you know, I did mention this to many Canadians, we Canadians, use this weekend to grab a 24-pack of beer. Hence the name of the weekend, 2-4 Weekend. And, of course, there's fireworks and concerts and all kinds of stuff going on, you know, especially here across Ontario and pretty much most of Canada, we don't have any restrictions. All gone. It's back to a free-for-all. Now, of course, I did mention a little bit about Queen Elizabeth II. You know, she, you know, is has celebrated uh, back in... In, fel- in February, celebrating 70 years on the throne makes her the longest reigning British monarch in history. So it was her great great grandmother who was Queen Elizabeth.
So this is our officially the first long weekend of the summer fun. Which wasn't always the case, neither. Wasn't that until 1952 when the Canadian government decided to make the 2-4 weekend or Victoria Day weekend the Monday before the 25th or the, 20, or the Monday yeah, the Monday before the 24th that we'd make it a long weekend back in 1952. So all of us Canadians out there who embrace this long weekend, be safe out there. Whatever you're doing, don't drink and drive. No boating and drinking. No drugs and alcohol while you're driving or operating a watercraft. So be safe out there and enjoy it because you know, you know, here in Canada, we have long winters. Springtime this year again didn't start off great. You know, we have four more weeks till it is officially summertime. And yes, the weather out right now is really nice out there. We had summertime temperatures last week. And this is only May. So kind of give you a taste of of what's coming up. Now... You know, we thought, you know, what happened back in um, February and January with the Karen Carnival, you know, that trucker protest, convoy, whatever. I call it the Karen Carnival because it was just absolutely ridiculous. One of the organizers could be heading back to jail for breach. Of her. conditions, with bail release conditions. She's supposed to be, I mean, she, she accepted this award um, from this group It's, it's called the, the, the Freedom Award. Who in the hell gets a Freedom 
award. I mean, whose freedom did you liberate? You know, we're not talking about any wars. We're not talking about, you know, the Great War or the Second World War, the, the Korean War, or any wars. So, uh, you know, it's a, it's a group, I guess, that is, um, affiliated with that so-called truckers call convoy, freedom convoy, the Karen carnival want, want to give her this award. Now, she's not to have any contact with anyone or anything to do with that Karen Carnival. Now, she agreed to accept the award and again, when she agreed to be brand ambassador for a convoy themed pendant. You know, that's, that's crazy because nobody lost their freedom. What happened is that back in February and January, they barricaded, blockade, harassed, intimidated, businesses down, down there in the downtown core of Ottawa could not open. People could not go to work. because of this three ring circus that was going on down there back in February and January. Charged with mischief, obstructing police, counseling others to commit mischief and intimidation and several other charges now see she was she was initially denied bail on february the 22nd and though that decision was overturned on march 7th she was ordered to return home back to um, alberta with a list of conditions including a broad order not to verbally in writing, financially, or be or by any other means, support anything related to that Karen Carnival. And here she is, 
she's breaching one of these conditions. Now it's, it's like it's like anybody, you know, if you're put on if you if you're put on probation and you have stipulations placed upon you that you must follow in order to be out on bail and that you don't break any of those orders, then you're good. If you break any condition while you're out on probation or on probation or out on bail, if you break any one of them, you're right back behind the bar. So what makes her different than anybody else? Nothing. She has bail conditions and she must follow them. Now, apparently, when she got her her bail, and with all these stipulations added to it, and that's you know, and that's including um, social media as well. Uh, she's not to have any contact with anyone or anything affiliated to that Karen Carnival. So this hearing has been going on since yesterday, all day yesterday, all day today. And a decision, I guess will be made coming Wednesday. Right? So she's she's being accused of breaking a second condition of the March 7th release order, barring her from posting anything to social media or allowing anyone else to post on her behalf. See, there were supposed to be certain people to monitor her you know they put up bail money and to make sure that she's not posting anything on social media or allowing anyone else to do it on her behalf not for me to say whether she comes back to jail or not but she's no different than anybody else if you have bail conditions you must follow them I don't care if it's your first offense like this lady has never been in trouble with the law before 
you know, see back in January, I think it was like, you know, going on for three weeks, three and a half weeks, probably with this Karen carnival in Ottawa. You know, obstructing police intimidation and other things. So this judge will decide on Wednesday whether she should return to jail over alleged violations of her bail conditions or whether those conditions should be relaxed to reinstate Lich's access to her social media accounts. Now, that part of it were to happen, there's another organizer that's also under the same restrictions. Now, she thinks that she did not believe that her acceptance of this 2022 George Jonas Freedom Award constituted a breach. Well, she's in contact with this group affiliated with this Freedom Convoy where she's not supposed to be. So how can you think that she wouldn't be in breach? And people know she can't use social media. Emails, nothing. Someone sends her an email, full well knowing that she's not to have contact. And she replies to it. You know, they they call you know, they, they, they kind of said that, um, you know, she was um, like an ambassador. She was an ambassador to Canadians. To Canadians' freedom. So this organization's plan to honor her at a gala celebration for inspiring Canadians to exercise their charters and rights and freedoms 
by participating actively in a democratic process in leading the Freedom Convoy protest in Ottawa. See, yes, you can protest as part of democracy. But you cannot blockade, intimidate, threaten, or impede other people. Under the Freedom and Charters here in Canada, and it says it right in it. And the, the problem here, you know, with, with these with these certain groups, problem is they don't take the time to read the freedom, charters and freedom. And in it says that your freedoms are not absolute. So that's why I take the time to say, hey, you know what, what, what is in... What is in our, our our Charter of Freedoms here in Canada? What's in this thing? What's in this document? It says it right in there. Your freedoms are not absolute. You see, the government has a sworn legal duty to protect their citizens whether it's from a threat of war, mother nature, pandemic, governments did the same thing back in 1917 during the Spanish flu, shut down schools, shut down businesses. Stay at home orders. This isn't this isn't new. Whether we like it or not, the government can do just that. So in our Charter of Rights and Freedoms, it does say that your freedoms are not absolute. And the government has to have a reason why they're restricting you. They're not stripping you of your freedoms. You're being restricted. There's a difference. See, people in Russia don't have any freedoms. People of China don't have any freedoms. People of North Korea don't have any freedoms.
look what's going on in the Ukraine. They're losing their freedom. People of Ukraine aren't being restricted. Or China or Russia, citizens of there, they're not being restricted. They don't have any rights. Because if they did have rights, they'd have a democracy and they would have the right to vote. They'd have the right to speak out of, 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 speak out against the government. You speak out against Putin, you disappear. Your family disappears. Same as you speak out of the same thing if you speak of, uh, of the president uh, of China. Your history. North Korea, your history. See, these idiots don't take the time to even bother reading the Charter Rights and Freedoms. They take their they, they take their freedom for granted. They believe in their mind that your freedom is being stripped away from you because we had to go into lockdown, stay at home orders. No, you were restricted. Now, of course, you'd also know that the federal government eventually invoked the Emergency Act for the first time in Canadian history in an effort to dislodge these participants. Now, according to this group, that she had suffered for the cause of freedom by spending 18 days unjustly jailed. And it amplifies the courage, determination, and the perseverance. What a crock of shit that is. She suffered for the cause of freedom. Seriously, right now? And then this organization, organization wrote in a statement on its website which the Crown included in its, in its notice of application. Now she, one of the organizers, told the court that she learned she won the award for her leadership role in the protest in an email on March the 28th and responded that she'd be honored to accept. See, if she had done nothing, if she not had responded back, she wouldn't be potentially in hot water.
right? But she told the court, but she doesn't, she doesn't feel that it was a breach of her conditions. Yes, it was. You are not to respond to any emails from any organization affiliated to that freedom convoy. She says, I don't feel like that's what the recognition is for. She says, I feel that the the recognition is for inspiring Canadians to hold the government to account to the rule of law and uphold their charter of rights. Well, the government did uphold their charters of rights and the government did follow rule of law. Government didn't break any rules. Government didn't break any laws in the Charter of in the Charter of Freedoms. She also told the court there is no convoy anymore. Well, of course there was. Now, back a few weeks ago. They had the Rolling Thunder protest. Rolling the way to Ottawa. Now, which for some of that Rolling Thunder, these were motorcycles. That's why they call it the Rolling Thunder. Some of them are veterans. And they wanted to pay respect and take back the war memorial. Well, nobody took the war memorial from you. See, they were upset that uh, the authorities put a fence around the war memorial. Now, the reason why the authorities put a fence around the war memorial is because on the early onset of that protest, people or person was jumping up and down on the tomb of the unknown soldier and people were defecating on the war memorial. And that's not all. There's the Terry Fox statue. Now, Terry Fox, he passed away in his early 20s from cancer. He lost his leg to cancer. And he wanted to run across Canada and raise money for research, for science, 
He had one good leg and an artificial leg. Unfortunately, he didn't get to finish his journey. Now, the Terry Fox statue people were Doing things they're not supposed to be doing to a statue. Terry Fox had nothing to do with this Karen Carnival. He was a young man raising money for cancer. And they were defacing that statue. So nobody took this statue away from the, how these some of these veterans felt. I'm sorry you feel that way because that's not why they put the fencing around it. They wanted to protect that national monument. That was going on with that. Now, there are still others who were who are or who were involved in that convoy. There's still others who are in jail waiting their hearing or trial or whatever you want to call it. Now, the Crown is arguing in court that this, this young lady should return to jail to wait for her trial. Now, this website that she was on and responded to to accept this so-called Freedom Award um, would attend the award dinner in Toronto on June 16th. See, she's banned from coming to Ontario. Now, if a review of her bail conditions will allow her to attend, as well as events in Vancouver and Calgary, I don't know, maybe part of this decision-making on Wednesday, whether or not some of her conditions will be you know, lifted or not. But you can't breach your bail conditions. 
You know, that's just like skipping out on bail. You know, people who put money up for her so she could get bail. I mean, if that were me, I'd be pissed right off. I put money up to keep your sorry ass out of jail. You go have your trial at some point in time and you abide by the conditions. I put the money up. I'd be making you pay it back. I guess um, I guess there was some tense exchange between the Crown and the Justice the other day as well. So interesting, interesting. A couple of days of hearings on this one particular case. You know whether she's in violation of her bail conditions. You know, I guess. Now, came across this other article today, and uh, I think it'll come up here. Should. Just what I was looking for here. Yeah, so here in Canada, you know, with more than a hundred thousand Ukrainians now approved to come to Canada, and flights arriving regularly, supporters say it's time for the government to offer more financial help for those fleeing Putin's war. Now, you know, we, we, we had sped up the, the visa process, you know, because it is an emergency. You know, people going to Poland, people going to other places around the world, Canada. Um, now the UK, uh, the uh, Ukrainians are coming to Canada under a special visa program that allows them to stay for up to three years, attend school, and seek employment. And the government did not use the normal refugee programs, which could take longer and generally apply to people who don't intend to return to the country that they are fleeing. And as a consequence, the Ukrainians arriving, um, 
now don't qual qualify for the full year of supports people arriving as refugees receive the government. Now, the government has extended two weeks of hotel costs for arriving Ukrainians and, and offered six weeks of income support. Yeah, they're able to stay here for, for three years and go to school and find employment. Some of them, well, maybe they do. I don't know. Maybe they speak really good English too. Maybe some of them don't, right? Yeah. Okay, you got to call and talk to me. call in you talk to me don't play music over my show plain and simple i just find that ignorant but i'm going to carry on with my show so Now, only extending it for two more weeks of the hotel costs and six weeks of income support. So a saying that um, they can stay here for three years on this special visa to go to school and seek employment. Now, even in this this um, short to midterm, they will not be su uh, sufficient uh, support and for the most vulnerable among the displaced persons. Now, the government here in Canada has received more than 200,000 applications for the Ukrainians looking to come to Canada under this temporary visa program. I mean, we're not going to, you know, hand every everything to you hand and foot. Yes, we want to help you. Can the government do a little more? We don't know how long this war is going to continue on in the Ukraine. when who knows or even if they'll be even be able to return back to the ukraine and what are they going to return to nothing People are being displaced all over the world.
And then we have people like these organizers of this so-called Freedom Convoy crying about their freedom. It's ridiculous. Want to know what it's like? Maybe ask the people from Ukraine what it's like to lose everything. You know, maybe talk to somebody in Russia and ask, has, ask them what it's like not to have any freedoms. Maybe talk to people of China, ask them what it's like not to have any freedoms. Or people from North Korea. Maybe you want to ask them what it's like. This freedom convoy, this Karen Carnival. What a bunch of bullshit. And then they go as far as trying to barricade border crossings. It's, it's illegal to barricade infrastructure, bridges, highways, roadways. It's illegal. So how can these idiots even justify that it was a peaceful protest? that it was a legal protest. It was a far cry from being legal. Big tents and hot tubs. Not kidding. It was a three-ring circus. That's what it was. And then these people here who are coming from Ukraine, fleeing that country, coming to other countries around the world. Now this, this other, this settlement sector alliance, a group of settlement agencies has called for the Canadian government to extend a full year of income supports to Ukrainians like it does with other refugees and allow them to apply for tax benefits like the Canada Child's Benefit. Government doesn't know how long they're going to stay here for. We don't know how long they're going to stay here for. We don't know how long that war is going to drag on.
they're, you know, people of the Ukraine are looking to, to other countries where they can go. During this pandemic, during these lockdowns, all these restrictions that the government placed on the people. Did you see people fleeing the country? Did you see Canadians running over to America? Oh, help us, help us. We're being, we're being punished. We're being locked down. Oh, please help us. No. Because your freedoms weren't taken away from you. Who frickity who? I said before, you know, if you uh, want to support something, you want to protest something, you don't there and protest against this war. Go out there and raise funds. For the people of the Ukraine. Don't raise, raise funds, funds for a so-called freedom convoy. Nearly $10 million, people. That was raised for that BS. First with the GoFundMe. And then give, send, go. Then cryptocurrency, crypto wallets. GoFundMe only released a million dollars. Give everybody back the money. Give and Go was nearly up to $10 million. All that money was blocked by the Canadian government. And you see, when the government enacted the Federal Emergency Act, it seized the bank accounts of those organizers. So that million dollars that was sitting in her account, she doesn't have that money. Oh, we're raising this money for the truckers, for lodging, food, and fuel. Well, lodging, they were sleeping in their trucks. And let's say somehow they they were able to keep that money. Well, the million dollars at least. How much money do you think these organizers were going to give to the truckers to get them home? Enough for fuel, lodging, and food. The one organizer, she was hoping that she was going to get a second million deposited in her account. And after 
careful review and consideration and uh, hearing from the authorities, that's when they stopped it. So raise money for a good cause. This is a good cause. I go into a coffee shop, get a coffee, say, you want to donate to the Red Cross? Sure. Here's $2, here's $3. Stop on the rest areas along the way, going to Toronto, get a coffee. Would you like to donate to the Red Cross? Sure. I must have donated like 150 bucks. $2 here, $3 here, whatever the case may be. Go do that, you know. Get out there and protest against the against the war. It's a worthy cause. But we need to help, right? We need to help the people, you know. I mean, if 100,000 temporary visas were uh, allowed to go through, that's 100,000 people. It's going to be coming to all 10 provinces here in Canada. And the Ukrainian, you know, uh, people who live here already. All around us in our neighborhoods. Are reaching out and offering them a place to stay. Maybe a few will just settle in Canada. You know, the people, you know, they'll wait it out until the war is over. And who's going to clean up that mess? Who's going to pay for that? With all those assets, all those yachts and everything that's been seized around the world. And other assets that were seized by countries and use those assets to help rebuild Ukraine. They don't give this, this stuff back to these ogilards. Those billionaires that Putin allowed to become billionaires because, first of all, they're criminals and they can do their criminal activities as long as Putin is getting kickbacks.
No, we take all those things that we, we have seized, all the assets, all that stuff. We take it all. Now, so this agency, uh, this UCC, this UCC and the settlement agencies, you know, saying that they continue to rely on the experience and the expertise of the of the Canada settlement sector and are in constant communications with them to ensure that they continue to support them in their work and offer world-class settlement services to help newcomers, he said in an email. Because you know what? You know, you come to, you, you come to Canada and, you know, a country like Canada, I mean, if we don't give you good supports, you know, to help you on your feet. Then we get a bad name. You know, Canada is a multi, is a multi, multiple cultural country. People from all walks of life. come to settle here in Canada. One of the one of the first choices for people who want to to be someplace else have to flee for whatever reasons. They want to come to Canada. You know, the government provided $35 million earlier this year to settlement services in, in uh, small towns across the country. Not just coming to big cities like Vancouver, Toronto, Montreal, Ottawa, rural towns smaller cities. And also, you know, you know, in addition to the to the hotel stays and the financial support the government has provided, the government is providing language training and information about jobs, how to enroll in school, and a lot of other supports. Well,
you know, not only that, you know, with the, um, to accommodate people fleeing the Ukraine, the government here has also pledged to bring 40,000 people from Afghanistan refugees to Canada, part of a broader annual commitment to settle, you know, 76,000 refugees and protect persons uh, um, in Canada this year. a lot of people. You know, people, you know, if you think you had it so, so bad with your freedoms, you feel your freedoms are stripped from you through this pandemic, you know, go live under the Taliban. See how you like it, especially being a woman. You know, this female organizer thinks she had it so rough. Oh, by the way, she's a separatist. She doesn't vote. She would like to see her province of Alberta separate from Canada. She's a separatist. What does she know about the uh, the freedoms? your rights and freedoms. She's a separatist. She hangs with the far right radicals. Can't support that. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining me this evening. May the 20th. This is the 2-4 weekend, also known as Victoria Victoria Day long weekend. It's in celebration of Queen Victoria. Monday is the official statutory holiday. Is to kick off all the fun and summer events. Here in Canada, for whatever provinces celebrated. Nova Scotia, PEI, Quebec. Other provinces, not all, not all the provinces here in Canada celebrated, and that that's that's too bad. 
I get a long weekend out of it. And now, especially now, you know, we don't have any, we don't have any restrictions. But I say to my fellow Canadians, the, you know, the ones, you know, who do recognize uh, the Victoria Long Weekend, be safe. You know, don't get all careless and stupid and, you know, alcohol and drugs don't mix. Alcohol and driving don't mix. Boating, alcohol and drugs, all that stuff don't mix. So be safe and have fun. So you can enjoy the summertime and the rest of your life. We can be considerate. Of others. And take care. Enjoy your weekend. Ladies and gentlemen. And thank you. I'm your host, Doug, from Ontario, Canada. This is the Truckers Podcast.